What's happening, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of the Monkey Mind Podcast. This is episode 16 featuring Drew Michaels and Ben McGlashing. They are both the founders of a really awesome blog called Athletes Helping Athletes. It allows athletes to write blog posts talking about their battles with mental health. But without wasting any more time, let's get into the interview where you can hear them both talk about it more in detail. Benny, Drew, thanks for coming on. Um, just start off with uh, Drew. You go first, just uh, being the elder to uh, Benny. But um, you know, give us a little background of a uh, playing career, um, and uh, then we'll let Benny talk about his, and then <clears throat> you guys can uh, focus on the mental health aspect of. Uh, you know, your struggle and kind of what you've dealt with over the years of uh, being an athlete. Good thing. All right. So um, I played prep school hockey. I started off at BBNN and then I went over to Lawrence Academy and finished off there. Uh, went right into Middlebury College as a true freshman. Um, ended up not being the right spot for me there. So I left, took a year of juniors, uh, probably one of the best decisions I could have made. And I'll get into that later on too. Um, definitely learned a lot in that one year and then played my last three years of college hockey at UMass Dartmouth and um, that's probably the second best decision I could have made going there so um, yeah I got out of there in 2018 and took a coaching job over at the Winston School prep school in north central Mass kind of on the border of New Hampshire was just there for two years and now I'm going to be going off to Franklin Pierce and I'll be the assistant coach up there so um it's been kind of fast moving. It's been a fast, I don't know, 10 years now since I really started taking hockey super serious. And, yeah, I'm just excited to kind of keep going with it. Okay. Yeah, so my hockey journey kind of started seriously for the Islanders Hockey Club in my first year at U16. Uh, had a good season there. Ended up getting drafted by the Quebec Remparts after my first year, which really helped, like, recruiting-wise. Started getting a couple, a couple of college looks going into my second year. And that's kind of where my relationship with mental health started was my second year of 16s. So took that year, trying to figure, uh, figure out what was going on. Uh, decided it would be best for me to kind of change scenery and head over to the Winchin School, which is actually where I met Coach Michaels. And um, things kind of continued there in terms of like the struggle with mental health and trying to figure out what was going on with my body. So that kind of took a toll on hockey. And that same journey with uh, trying to figure things out took me to uh, South Kent the year after, where I met Coach Flo and kind of figured things out that, uh, that year. And that's kind of where things picked up again. So now I'm just trying to find a spot to play junior next year and prove a lot of people wrong. <clears throat> Good stuff. First off, Drew, uh, congrats on that new uh, coaching position. That's great. I think it's going to be a good swap for you. Yeah, congrats. <clears throat> I think you'll, uh, you know, I think a lot of people are going to benefit from that. Benny, um, <clears throat> we'll get you a home. We'll find you a home for next year. But um, 
Drew, uh, we'll start with you just to, uh, you know, mention your struggle and kind of experience with mental health along the lines of, you know, anxiety, depression, what you struggled with, um, as well as um, how it affected you and then how you kind of got under control, different different things that you uh, used to um, kind of overcome that aspect. Yeah, so, I mean, like a lot of people, like, no one no one really would have ever guessed that I was going through stuff when I was going through it. Um, I just, you know, I never thought that anything was, like, really wrong. I just kind of kept going with the status quo. Of, I can really think back to probably the decision to leave BB&N, so that would have been my sophomore year. That's kind of when I started to realize that, like, my mood would just be so up and down that it just it might not be normal. But again, I didn't say anything, didn't tell my parents, didn't really make a big deal about it because I was still playing well. I was still, I still loved hockey. I still love hockey, obviously. But um, that's kind of when it all started. And then it just progressively would just get worse. And some days it would be better than others. Some days it would be worse than others. But I really started to notice it um, kind of my senior year of college. And that's when it got to the point where it wasn't just like affecting me inside. It was affecting me like on the outside, like noticeably to my friends. Um, It got so bad to the point where like I would be skipping class and the only time I get out of bed would be to go to practice during the season. And like, that was it. I'd go right back to bed after. And it wasn't like I was trying to hide from people. I just literally had no motivation to really do anything except kind of what I was obligated to do. And um, yeah, that's kind of when it got really bad. And, then once I stopped playing and got into coaching and teaching and I kind of lost that everyday kind of escape that I had to kind of combat what I was going through. Once I didn't have that, I was just kind of lost. And um, I know Ben and I talked about it a little bit last, or two years ago now, but it got, it got so bad to the point where like, I, you know, contemplated doing some pretty bad things to myself. And again, not many people know about it. Not many people knew about it at the time. And, you know, it's probably going to be a shock to a lot of people to hear about it, but that's just the harsh reality of it is, you know, I came close to doing something that um, probably wouldn't have definitely wouldn't have ended up good for, for me. So to combat that, um, luckily I have a great support system at home and my younger sister uh, pretty much straight up said to me that I need to go see somebody. And I did just that for the first time and um, ended up going to see a therapist like in the Winchenden area. I started off going to her two times a week just to kind of get myself under control and then kind of weaned out to once a week. And now it's more just like if I go through an episode or something, I'll I'll call her and set up an appointment just to kind of get myself back on track because now I kind of have the tools to to deal and cope with whatever I'm going through. And I kind of understand now it's more of a, it's, it's like riding a wave out, not just kind of stopping the water from flowing. So um in short that's kind of the story and you know I think that's kind of we'll talk about the athletes helping athletes thing in a little bit but that's kind of like the reason why I wanted to start it because I never felt like I had an outlet never felt like I could talk to anybody about it and you know it's 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 2020 now I think it's uh it's time that kids especially who are going through stuff at whatever age feel like they have a safe outlet to kind of express how they're feeling yeah we'll uh we'll we'll mention that um after Benny um explains everything but 
Um, I think it's great that you got help. I think it's great that you're staying, you know, consistent with um, the confidence and vulnerability yeah. to reach out. So I think that's great. But Benny, uh, give us a little insight on your experience and um, basically, I know we talked about it, but don't hold back. Just fucking let it out. Yeah. You know, we, it's, this is basically your platform to tell your story. And I know, I know your story personally, but I think other people hearing it will be great. So, you know, fucking, fucking give her, bud. Absolutely. So, um, personally, in my case, uh, I have seasonal affective disorder, which just means it's like seasonal depression where summertime, like feel completely normal. Um, smile on my face 24 seven, but as soon as like kind of fall and winter came around, I always noticed like, kind of like coach Michael said, no motivation to do anything. Like you just want to stay in bed. Um, my play on the ice was kind of the main thing I noticed. It would go from summertime to like kind of getting close to like making my dreams reality and things going really well to the season coming around and everything kind of coming crashing down. So that was kind of like the motivating factor behind me seeking out like family members was I just wanted to get kind of hockey like back on track because that's obviously what we all love more than anything. And um, it like was really, really taking a toll on what was going on on ice and honestly off ice as well. Like my grades dropped, like kind of everything just went south. And it took about, I'd say two and a half years to kind of really figure out what was going on. I always kind of had like, an idea in my mind it could be depression but kind of like coach michael said as well uh i feel like i'd be the last kid anyone would suspect like kind of deal with something like that i felt like i kind of had like a perma smile on for the like first 16 years of my life so it was kind of like tough to come to terms with like saying like that was what i was going through but um through the support of obviously my family like having the first conversation was tough but they were supportive every step of the way and then uh just being open with my coaches like Hey, I don't really know what's going on, but kind of here's what's what's gone on so far. Like, can you help me out? Coach Michaels is great about that and made me feel really comfortable opening up to the people around me, and that was really big for me. And then uh, when I went to South Kent this year, I was kind of kind of on a mission to get back on track in terms of hockey, but just like kind of life as well with like grades stuff like that. So at the beginning of the year, it was kind of devastating because I thought I'd finally figured things out. I thought. Um, maybe I was just depressed about like how I was playing, I guess. I didn't really tie in like the whole winter thing, but um, it happened at the beginning of the year. And then I was talking to my physiology teacher actually. So shout out Mr. Bonus, absolute beauty. And uh, he got to actually help me figure things out. And uh, after that, I got this thing called the light box where you just sit in front of it every morning and it has to do with like the chemicals in your brain. Like, like I'm a self kind of guy, I can't really get into like how it works, but like it's a, it it's, a it's a it's it's basically a lamp. Yeah. No, no, no I'm yeah. saying like with no, the, I'm the, saying like, I'm just side of it. I'm just saying for people listening, it yeah. literally it's like a it's a fucking desk lamp that <laughs> yes it, it triggers certain uh it's like, like your serotonin stems. yeah and uh like melatonin it like balances that out and that's kind of why I was feeling like tired and like why it affected hockey so bad is like I wanted to take a nap but like I wasn't trying to like skate up and down the ice so once I kind of figured that out on ice like really picked up again and um 
started to get back to where I was before. So I was really happy with that. But just in life in general, like I felt really back to like my happy self, like making those around me laugh and just being who I am on a daily basis. So I was thankful to figure things out and also thankful for the lessons I learned throughout the journey. And uh, yeah, that's pretty much it for me. Those are two huge important things though, is that the, like you talk about the journey, you, you have to learn these lessons along the way too. You have to learn about, you know, the things that you go through because they're important as to who you are and how you can keep moving forward. Right. And it's great that you opened up too, because maybe if you didn't or didn't try and work through those things properly, you wouldn't have been able to figure out what was actually wrong and then take the necessary Absolutely. steps to make that right and get the lamp. And that's like something that you didn't, probably didn't suspect, right. That you'd need Not that. At all. But it's just a tool that you ha now have that's going to improve your quality of life big time. So that's like just one of the many benefits of, to being, you know, open to talking about this and um, kind of just reading how you're feeling, you know? Exactly. <clears throat> no, that's it's great, Benny. And um, I mean, going back to what you said about, you know, having a smile on your face. <clears throat> when I got to South Kent in January, um, you know, I would never expect anything and even at that time I wasn't as conscientious or aware of or really kind of focus on the mental health side of things um, but from a just overall opinion um, standpoint we never have expected it you know you're the tall goofy old guy in the locker room so um, I, I mean, I, I get what you're saying, but <clears throat> I think it's great that, um, one, you did get an answer for why you're feeling some way because, you know, not having any answers to anything alone is stressful enough. So, although there is something there that reveals what you're struggling with, it's still nice to know because then you can attack it and approach it in a um you know a purposeful manner i guess you could say absolutely but i mean going back to um the reason that you and uh drew are on here together is because you played for drew at winchenden that's where you guys met mm -hmm. um you both realized that you um you're kind of in the same boat and you well drew started um, you know, just a little support group, I guess you would call it. I'll let you expand more on it. But, um, Drew, talk about how you started what you started and then, you know, it's benefiting you and eventually led up to what you guys have now and, um, you know, the, the platform that you're working with and kind of using to uh, create even more awareness. Yeah, so, again, like, getting into coaching, I didn't really know what to expect from it. Um, it's different than playing. It's um, – there's really no way to describe it unless you actually do it um, because you, you just have a completely different role than as a player, right? Like, as a player, you kind of have control of the game. Like, obviously, like, other players have an impact on you, but, like, you're doing it as a coach you're almost like the hardest part is kind of stepping back and kind of giving up control to your players. So I didn't really know what to expect when I was getting into it, but I did know going into it that my goal was to at least impact or kind of help change one person's life. And if I did that, I'd be, I'd be happy with it. And 
you know, I started looking around, I'd say halfway through my first year and, you know, obviously I'm a younger coach. So some of our players kind of felt more comfortable coming to me than like an older faculty member, just because that's, that's kind of how it goes. And, you know, I started to see like an ongoing theme of just kids that, you know, not just at Winchenden, but like the kids that I coach, like in the fall for some of the river rats, I just, that they, there's this theme of just kind of an unknowingly like unhappy feeling. And it was like, how do I, how do I stop this? I don't know what's wrong with me. Like, I don't think anything's wrong with me, but I'm not sure, which makes me more anxious. And then it just kind of spirals on and on. So, you know, I, I had this idea just randomly. It wasn't like a big aha moment, but it was just kind of like, like, I wonder if this would work. And, you know, I ended up talking to a couple of our leaders on our team and Ben included, and just even around campus too, because we had a couple other athletes and kind of just ran it by them. Like, hey, what would you think if we did this? And it ended up kind of being a 12 person, 10 to 12 person group that met once a week to kind of just talk. And that was really it. And it was a safe space. And I kind of took my teacher hat off for that hour that we met and really just was there to listen and not kind of teach or preach anything, but literally just kind of like be one of them. I mean, I shared with them my story and kind of told them what I had to go through and what I can like still currently go through. And, you know, kind of just try to give them that vulnerability that you kind of need to open up about it. So that's kind of how it started at Winston. I'd say we maybe had 10 weeks worth of meetings uh, in the last half of two years ago. And this past year, uh, you know, with Ben leaving and kind of taking a bigger role on campus at Winston, and I kind of lost track of what we wanted to do with it. And that's kind of why Benny's been such a big part of this, because to his credit, he's kind of stayed on me to keep it going. And Again, I don't know where it's going to go or what it's going to do, but all I know is that in the short time that we've had this, it's given a couple of kids a chance to express stuff that they never would have. And to me, that's kind of all the motivation that I need now to keep it going. But essentially where what we're doing now is like we have a website up and now it's more of like a blog instead of a talk, like instead of like an actual like meeting room. So now instead of like talking about it in a group of 10 people, now it's just one person writing a story and hopefully giving other people a chance to read that story and connect over that and not only make the person who wrote it feel better, but maybe make someone else reading it feel a little bit better by allowing them to see that they're not the only ones going through whatever that person's going through. So um, that's kind of how it's evolved. That's kind of how it started. And, um, you know, I'll talk about kind of some of the other things that were uh, working on doing in the next couple of weeks or months here, but that's kind of the general gist of what we're about. And the website's ahamentalhealthblog.com, and you can literally just submit whatever you want on the website. And I tell everybody there's no right way to do it. There's no wrong way to do it. If you want to write five sentences about how you're feeling, that's fine. I'll I'll put it on the I'll put it on the blog. I, I don't care. If you want to write uh, five paragraph perfectly written essay go ahead and do that you know what I mean it's just kind of like that that safe space that you can kind of say and do whatever you want as long as it's relatively appropriate I know Benny's not going to be writing any five paragraph perfectly written essays but that's okay some people might no but at least he's trying he's trying <laughs> he's getting there <laughs> no I uh I think that I think that's great because um you know as athletes um one of the things that we struggle with is trying to portray that top warrior mentality. And it sometimes leads into us hesitating to ask for help or 
you know, talk about our feelings because we don't want to look soft and whatnot. And I think it's great that you have um, the, you want to call it a blog? Is that what we're going to call it? Yeah, we'll, we'll call it a blog for now. Um, if something better comes up, we'll, we'll change it along the way. Okay. So basically I think it's great that you have the blog because for the people that are afraid to discuss it or, you know, ask for help, I think they'll realize by submitting it anonymously right. that they're still talking about it and getting it off their chest that once they do submit it and see people <clears throat> responding and, you know, commenting on how great it is and such a cool story right. and all the positive reassurance that comes from it that it will, you know, encourage them to actually seek help and talk about it more. So they're not just hesitating back and forth, back and forth. Right. So I, I, I do think it's great, but Benny, um, why don't you touch on kind of how, it was beneficial for you and made you feel talking about, you know, the stress and whatnot, which ties into uh, the platform you and Drew are kind of making a difference with and, you know, what that allows you to feel because obviously talking about it was something you were unsure. So kind of just tie into the athlete helping athletes, um, you know, platform and what you want to come from it and kind of focus on. For sure. So in my case, I just kind of wanted to write one. First and foremost, um, I don't know, I, me and Coach Michaels talked about how many kids are quote-unquote wearing a mask, which just means kind of covering up the way they're actually feeling and how many kids are actually like maybe suffering from the same things that we both went through. And um, that concept is really interesting to me. And I figured that if I shared my story, maybe it could encourage others to do, not even do the same, but maybe just be open to those around them and maybe get some relief from it as well. Because obviously all four of us have been through it. It's not a good time. So that was um, kind of the first motivating factor behind me writing the piece that I did. Then second, it was honestly kind of therapeutic for me personally, because I don't know, I felt like I'd been asked the question so many times, like, oh, like, what happened this year? Or, like, what happened at Winston and stuff like that? And, I don't know, I wanted to kind of get my own story out there. Just so, one, I didn't have to answer that question anymore. And, two, it just kind of made me feel like things were back in my control. Like, for that period where I was dealing with what I was dealing with, it almost felt like kind of like chasing my dreams is out of my own hands or, like, going for the goals that I was going for weren't attainable because of this thing that I didn't know about like I didn't know what was wrong but I just knew something was off so I don't know putting that out kind of finally felt like I had things back in my control like everybody knows what had gone on with me so now I can just kind of get on with things and keep chasing my own goal so those were kind of the two factors that made me want to do what I did and I'm really thankful for the opportunity that coach Michaels gave me to do so so yeah yeah if you don't if you don't mind me jumping in here i think one of the biggest things that i wanted to accomplish out of this now that we kind of switched it over to the blog thing 
is like this whole idea behind like written therapy. Obviously we have like um, that online therapy now um, and everything is kind of evolving, but like that's all, that's all great and well for people that are comfortable to, to go and talk to somebody um, and actually have that confidence to go and do that. But the, the reality of it is that not everybody feels that way. Not everybody wants to like feel like there's something wrong with them or feel like they have to quote unquote, like lay down on that coach and have someone like, teach them positive thinking, right? Sometimes I think, and this is kind of what I want to do experiment with is this idea behind like written therapy, like kind of using a computer to kind of type out how you feel and not have to come up with it like on the, like on the spot. Like Ben, I know that you took like a good amount of time to write it. And I told you to like really take your time and like be as specific and as detailed and, you know, like really kind of start to question yourself um, as much as you can more so than ever. And, you know, the, the best thing about this is that once it's there, it's like, it's there for good. So Ben, if you like ever start kind of feeling like you're going to slip back into like the, like the funk that you might be getting into, go to the website, you can see what you wrote and like, that's coming from you. You can literally be your own best friend. So whenever you write it in that moment, you're actually writing it to kind of help yourself out down the road because like you guys know it, it's, it's never, you, you never get cured for whatever you're feeling. Like if you're, if you have like anxiety or OCD or something like that, there's never like a cure. You never like healed perfectly. Depression is the same thing. And um, it's just one of those things that you just have to find ways to cope with it. And if you can be your own best friend with it, it, it makes it even better. You don't have to at that point go see someone like more than once a week or something like that. So the written therapy thing was kind of like the big part of it. And, you know, I, I hope it works for people. I hope it worked for Benny. And I, I, I think it did. I hope it did. It did yeah, for sure. Biggest thing you said too before was it's not about stopping the flow of water. It's about learning to ride the waves, which I think a lot of right. people kind of get caught up. I know I initially did when I was starting to, you know, like seriously seek, you know, therapy. And I, I figured that was going to like, I'm stopping this. Like I'm going to be cured after I, yep. you know, have X amount of therapy sessions and then I'll be good. But I had to yep. come to grips with the fact that that's not how it works. You just have to develop a relationship of like understanding what's going on, how to be able to cope with that properly. And like you said, ride the flow of the waves because you're yep. not going to be able to stop the flow of the water. It's just a matter yep. of finding ways to deal with what you're going through, which is huge. But yeah, you know, I, I love that the written therapy, you know, journaling is huge and that helps. In fact, you guys created a platform yep. for people to be open about that and, um, you know, write about it and, you know, like, it's important to take time too. And it's hard to think on the spot and say on the spot, but if yeah. allowing that, allowing yourself to sit there and think about what's going on and, and, you know, materializing that on a piece of paper or a computer screen. I think that's awesome that you guys are doing that. And yeah. Really beneficial. One more, one more thing I just want to emphasize and Flo kind of said it earlier too, but it's like, if you want it to be anonymous, like I'll like, we'll keep it anonymous. Like we want hundred percent respect the anonymity of it if you want it to be. So the way I look at it is it's, it's a win-win if like you're uncomfortable doing it because you don't, no one has to know it's you. If you want people to know it's you, great. We'll like market that and like get your name out there and all that and make that story yours. But um, the anonymity of it is huge. And obviously um, the first time we talked about this, like just kind of loosely, uh, I didn't really have any stories except for Ben's, but you know, just one reason why, and if this, if anyone's listening to this and is unsure about whether or not they, want to write something like I, I had a kid again not using names because I want to keep it anonymous but a kid wrote a story it's, it's on the website and like an hour after he 
sent it to me and I submitted it and like it put it on the website and everything. He called me and he was like borderline in tears and he was just telling me like how happy he was that he did it. Not because not only did he feel better, but he was like, coach, I had no idea that like this many people actually cared about me. He was like, I'm getting calls from kids, parents who I played with when I was younger and, and they're in tears on the phone, no idea and how, like, like how much they support me, how much they love me. And I'm like, well, like that's the point because again, it's not like a broken arm, right? Like I think we've used this analogy before. Like you can't see what someone is going through. Uh, you can't see what someone is feeling the way you can see someone who has like torn ACL, broken arm or anything like that, right? It, it's so internal. So sometimes the only way to like visibly see it is through like writing or something along those lines. So if there's anyone that's listening to this and is unsure about whether or not like they want to write something, whether they need to write something, I say just do it and then you can decide whether or not you send it in. Like you don't have to, you don't want me to post it. I'm, I won't post it. It's just, it's really, I can't emphasize enough that it's there for, for the athletes to kind of use for their own benefit. So, yeah. No, that's, that, that's great. And, um, you know, going off what you said about how that kid got all the texts, like Danny and I have talked about it that, when we first started um, putting up the episodes and just kind of um, creating some sort of identity, I was getting texts from fucking, like, <laughs> the most random people. Like, people that I hadn't talked to in maybe four to five years. Yeah. And that I wasn't even close with them beforehand. but they're reaching out saying, Hey, this person heard this and, you know, said how much it helped them. And, you know, it allowed this person to feel comfortable enough to open up to me. And that made me feel like a fucking superhero, dude. Like, I'm not yeah, kidding. Yeah. Like, <clears throat> obviously I'm not, I'm in this because I want to make a difference on people that are struggling because yeah. I'll tell you right now, a lot. My, I'm not alone when I can say that I've gone through the worst of the worst shit storms. Yeah. But to hear that someone is benefiting from us, like just a couple hockey guys shooting the shit, like right. Basically, at the end of the day, that's all this is. We're all opening up and showing the strength yep. to discuss something that's not easy for us. Yeah. That's no. beneficial for us, but with what you guys are doing gives the people that, you know, they want to talk about it and they need to talk about it, but they're just not able to, you know, discuss it, which is fine because right. I, I completely get it. But for you guys to have that option for people is I think going to be so beneficial for so many people, especially the younger kids, that, right. um, you know, all the male and female athletes that are trying to get committed or yep. trying to find the right prep school, leaving a public school or anything like that. So, well, I man, like it, now I, I, I love the idea and I love the concept. So. Well, thank you, man. But like, and you're so, you're so right. And like the thing you just said about like, where am I going to go next? What's going to happen next? Prep school, junior college, AAU club, 
but whatever, right? Like now more than ever, man, I feel like these kids and we could get into a whole nother three hour like conversation about like youth sports and the corruption behind it and how it's really like suspect to mental health. We won't go there. We won't go there this time. But like, you got to think like just the depression and anxiety in general and the general public is just shooting up at record, like record amounts right now. And a lot of it is due to social media because like you see someone else's ideal life that they're posting and you're thinking, why is it my life as good as that? And just you amplify that with sports because it's a competitive field and you're competing for the same spots. So you know, you're right, Flo. I think this is something where I hope that this is the first step into somebody getting help. If they're scared to make that move, I hope that by writing something out and by them seeing the support that they receive from it, that that's what they need. That's the push. That's the confidence that they need to, you know, maybe tell their parents, hey, I'm not okay right now. And then they go see somebody and then they get better because you're right, Flo. If there's any way that we can kind of like, help somebody else um kind of not have to go through what we had to go through then we did something right you know what i mean yeah and we won't get into it just because it it does create a bunch of havoc but all i can say i don't have social media but all i'm gonna say is for anyone listening don't look at somebody else's Instagram or Twitter or, you know, letter of intent signing fucking bullshit post. All right. You can't compare yourself to, you know, this kid because he's committed or this kid getting drafted in the queue or the USHL because you're not that person. Everybody is on their own path. And the best way to approach it is to focus yourself on yourself. And I'm guilty of, you know, drive myself up a fucking wall when I was younger, but Damn here, man. It, it kind of ties into the overall concept of, you know, mental health awareness because everyone has different tendencies or different effects on anxiety and depression. So all I'm going to say is find what's right for you, whether it's contacting us to come on for an episode, contacting you guys to write, a fucking uh, paragraph or paper, whatever it is. Find what is beneficial for you and don't pay attention to what other people are saying or doing that's giving them success because if you just focus on yourself and do what helps you feel like you're being successful, that's when you're going to start to really take strides on making a difference in your career or just your fucking life in general so yeah man i mean 100 percent. i agree with that 100 percent too because at first like when i started going through what i was going through with mental health obviously it kind of deterred me from the path that i thought i was going to take and now that i've figured things out it kind of took me a little while to uh come to terms with the fact that like my path won't look the same as what i thought it would but I can still create my own, if that makes sense. And like what you were saying about comparing yourself to others, like that's really important to like steer away from that because at the end of the day, like you never know what could happen tomorrow. Like if you told me when I was 14, like, yeah, you're going to have to sit in front of a lamp to like be all right. I'd be like, yeah, I did. But um, 
yeah you just got to focus on you like do you on a daily basis and you'll end up where you're supposed to be so that's kind of where i'm at with that it, now it, exactly and like i'll tell you right now i'll be the I, I can be the first one to tell you did i expect to be where i'm at at 25 no i didn't okay but am i okay with it now for the most part because now i'm grounded Okay, and I have a control over my mental, you know, my mental side of my life. Because before I was going through the motions, I was being a fucking college kid. I was being a city kid. Like I was just, I was just going through the motions in that aspect. And now, yeah, I, you know, wish I was in a different position. And I see all my buddies that are. NHL, AHL, MLB, like, listen, you go through shit, but you develop and you adapt to the situation that you're kind of the hand that you're dealt. And I got so distracted by comparing myself to them, like looking for different outlets that I got away from myself. And now, you know, I'm, I think I'm happier than ever. Like, yeah, I'm not where I'm at hockey-wise, but, like, as an individual, I'm finally focused on, like, the mental health aspect of my life, and I've got it under control to an extent. Like, I can't control when a panic attack happens, but everything else I can control. And basically, I kind of lost control of that by comparing myself to – know other people so that's just me talking and ranting you guys find me up so <laughs> i'll find you up well but no, yeah, don't do that. <laughs> oh i i know how to um but yeah so our instagram handle is at athletes underscore helping underscore athletes and then on twitter we're at athlete underscore help so um you know we'll put that in the comments or something and yeah just find us on their websites aha mentalhealthblog.com and yeah, if you're unsure about it, you might as well do it because, you know, you never know how you'll feel unless you do it. So, That's awesome. Yeah. Yeah, Thanks, again, guys. Thanks for having us, boys. Really yeah, appreciate, really it. appreciate yeah. it. Appreciate it, boys. Benny, awesome. if you got anything else. Uh, yeah, the in- Instagram handle is at Ben McClashing, <laughs> if you're wondering. There it is. <laughs> yeah, ben, and, uh, ben has social media in case you were wondering. He does have it. So, yeah, yeah. possible follow Thank you, boys. I really appreciate the opportunity here. Of course. See you, boys.